Hey Divas, I'm back finally with a newish episode. I've been super busy since the pandemic has started to settle down and we return to some sense of normalcy. I've been working a lot and have missed getting to sit down and talk about horror movies and hope that now that work is starting to slow down, that might be a reality soon. Adrian and I recorded this episode in May or June, I believe, and it tragically got lost when I moved all of my really queer stuff, or what I thought was all of my really queer stuff, from my laptop's native hard drive to a new external hard drive. Fortunately, I was able to find it just in time for Really Queer's birthday. I made a rush edit to post it, and I hope you all enjoy it. In my extended absence, especially given how busy October is for your local Scream Queen Diva Supreme, I encourage you to check out Queer Kentucky's podcast, Beards and Lavender. The podcast honors the age-old tradition of gays and lesbians standing together, married in our mutual trauma and trust. Spencer Jenkins, who was a guest on the Birdcage episode, discusses many topics plaguing the queers with his lovely co-host, Sarah, as they laugh together, cry together, all in real time. Check them out anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you rate and comment on Map Apple Music, they'll give you a free Queer Kentucky t-shirt. And now, really queer. Kentucky-based drag queen, horror hostess, and most recently the host and editor of Really Queer, an LGBTQ plus movie podcast. Each episode, I'm joined by a guest to discuss the queer themes, tropes, and characterizations, for better or worse, of some of our most beloved films, from masterpieces to cringy guilty pleasures. This week on Really Queer, we're discussing another Robert Zemeckis underrated film, Death Becomes Her, the 1992 dark comedy starring Bruce Willis and queer icons Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn, two women at odds whose greed, vanity, and desire to achieve eternal youth cause them to seek answers in a mysterious woman whose potion promises eternal life. But the caveat is that they must cherish and take care of their vessels and one another, as their secret and appearance are fragile and must be treated like Franklin Mint, as they slowly become porcelain-like figurines. Upon its release, the film was viciously panned by critics and audiences alike, who felt the film was hot-ass garbage and a total failure. David Denby wrote in 1992 for The Vulture, There is no plot, just a concept. Turn two famous actresses into cartoon characters and pass off the results <laughs> as black comedy. Neither, dude. In practice, Zemeckis's idea of black comedy means people gasping and screeching and falling down on huge marble-floored sets while lightning flashes outside the windows. The movie is a festival of over... Of... The movie is a festival of overblown gothic hijinks. Hi, Sydney. How are you? Maybe it's because this was written the year I was born. No. Maybe it's because it's written... No? Wow, okay. Maybe it's because this was written the year that I was born that I can't connect with this fiercely disappointing review. I believe Death Becomes Her is a film that is campy, hilarious, stylish, and makes its point quite plainly. I think the plot is simplistic, sure. But to say that there is none, in my opinion, is quite stupid. So it just makes sense. Two women who are prime movie. Two women who are prime examples of frenemies at first fight for a man, but ultimately they chase the same dream: to be young, hot, and sexy forever. And two among us wouldn't give or look. No, isn't it just? And two among us wouldn't. Bitch, I can't fucking type or read. 
and two Among Us wouldn't give Same. anything to you know look it's or feel the... 26 again. Yeah, you have to. Uh, I'm I eager to see if my guest today is as big a fan of this movie as I am. Let me welcome from Slasher, one of my favorite horror movie podcasts, Adrian. Hey, Adrian. Like my crystals are there, so I feel like they keep the energy up. I'm good, queen. I happened to notice actually today while I was doing some like last second notes. Um, the last film that we covered was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and this film came out the same weekend as Buffy the Vampire Girl. Slayer. That's crazy. Girl. Yeah. I mean, real tea, thank you, because every day I'm legitimately yeah, like... Yeah, and the last time I did a soft a reboot of Really Queer like, was the first episode like coming back like, with um, anxiety is like What Lies Beneath with Max, and, like, you know what? and I can end Robert Zemeckis right also right like, it can, I could just go, uh, directed I can disappear that. from Twitter, I can disappear from everything, and nobody would yeah, know what I mean, happened it, to me. It, it's kind of, I guess it's more likely to happen, considering I keep... <laughs> taking hiatuses yeah <laughs> due to mental health in my little dungeon you know giving people the fucking elixir of love queen of self-care like be sexy with my tits out and hot men surrounding me that's what i want but you know until then i will grind and i will work hard on our podcast so we can get to that point where i can do that yeah it's so impressive to me that you and stormy have consistently kept the podcast going all pandemic long and i know that you both have had your ups and downs so the fact that both of you guys have the spoons to like keep it going is really inspiring so kudos to you um well me personally i would probably hesitate because I tend to overthink everything that like anything that comes in front of me, I'm, I'm going to overthink it. I wanted to ask you the same thing as well. I mean, because again, I overthink everything and I, I guess to like, be Bruce alone, Willis, yeah? like jumping to the end really quickly when he kind of screams about like being alive forever and like how that's an issue for him. I was like, I guess mm-hmm. I can understand that. But if Dang. I could be as gorgeous as Meryl is in this movie for the rest of my life, then so be it. I would take that in a heartbeat. <laughs> right. Well, um, so before we get into the the meat of the movie, um, one thing that I wanted to ask you actually was, um, I, I'm assuming most of yes. the people who are going to listen to this have seen Death Becomes yeah, Her. I feel like it's uh, a largely <laughs> iconic film. Um, so I, I think everybody's seen it. But um, if you had the opportunity... Right to take exactly. such a potion just, i mean i don't know would you Go do it or would like you hesitate like, like or would you like not do it at all? years and everybody will probably forget what you have at that point literally like i was Who? <laughs> yeah, no, there's no I hesitation I would come back I am also a person who overthinks like, oh things, God, you're the, like, and I'm very methodical, you look just um, like this but I've already thought like, this really out. I would definitely, like, wow, without hesitation, be like, well, give me. Bring back his I couldn't afford it. I couldn't afford it. Not on my salary. I would do that every, like, But if I could afford it, no hesitation. I'd be like, yes, I will, I have the rest of, I have the rest of eternity to I could see my old make, bones like make back what TikTok, like, I had to give to get years this. Old. I bet somebody's out there right now living their life like that. I bet 
No, that's what I was thinking too. Like, I mean, Honestly, if you have to live forever and you're only allowed to have a decade of it in the spotlight, so. like, okay, bet. Like, okay, ten years of being like uber, like uber famous and beautiful and gorgeous and stunning and immaculate. Uh, yeah, I'd do that. And then in a, like a hundred years or hundred fifty years, I would like slightly change my appearance, and people would be like, "Oh my god, you look so much like let's do like it. Sydney Hampton." I'd be like, "What? Who?" That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And do some, whatever the new medium is, whatever the new medium is, like, I would totally be on board. Yes. I ho- I like to think I like to think that there is someone out there who has achieved it and they're making really good use of their time. Okay, I agree. So, um with the uh the film, I've already I think I've already said the title, Death Becomes Her. Um yes, I did. Okay, good. Um so in an article for Vice, um I'm going to hop right into some like heavy shit. In an article for Vice, Sean Fay explains why she, self-identifying as a transsexual, um, so therefore I'll refer to her as such, says, who hasn't violated the rules of nature and irrevocably transformed their bodies to become a flawless Okay, yes. Um, She says, although this is not the reality or even the aspiration of gender transition, but it does approximate some of the very real pressures on trans women's femininity. Rarely does a day go by where I am not reminded that I exist in a culture in which my entire success, or rather my yes. pal- my palatability as a trans woman, is rooted in how attractive I am. When I decided to embark on medical transition, I confided in another trans woman, and she said, this isn't what I'm supposed to say, but just look good. It's the best advice I can give for an easier life. And I think that that's right. a really interesting perspective on the film that I hadn't really, really entertained myself um, prior to reading right. this article. Um, and as someone who's, I struggled with my gender identity for years, um, it kind of makes sense to me why a film like this, uh, stands out and yes. is yes. like uh, a favorite and a, and a comfort movie of sorts. Um, so when I was younger, I wanted to have this, like, do you know what continental is? Continental pageant? Yes. Okay. Um, exactly. so yeah, when I was younger, I wanted to have continental body, definitely in itself, uh, which like means said, I wanted to have like the beautiful queer. bodied, like mm-hmm. just its just presentation. Yeah. With goddess. Its nature like I just wanted to be general. a goddess. Yes. But like hips, even kind of underlying tits, that and kind of looking uh, deeply calves, like you said, especially face, just cheekbones, lips, just boom. This film on a level is like, um, what and I really wanted that. And I think about how different my life would be today had I, you know, this film, which is not been afraid to kind of explore my gender more when I was younger. And which is why if I had been presented with an option for like a classic, a quick fix, so to speak. And I think that's why I think drag queens in particular and trans women identify with this film and gay people in general because we're all like gay men too are also obsessed with youth and beauty. 
Um, and they came out on the same weekend. So I just wonder how um, different things would be if we were presented like, with. I mean, again, with the, our this podcast option, and everything, I just have so much the way we want to look, like the movies that I've been feel the way we want to feel on the back burner. So when I have the opportunity of watching like something, that, I've always wanted you know? to. Uh, I jump at it. So with this film, I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I mean, fucking, it came out almost thirty years oh, ago, boots. and now I'm, I'm still watching it. I'm like, you know what? Like, it's amazing. Everything about it is amazing. I can completely understand why people are so enamored with this film because now I'm one of those people. So I think it's amazing, and I love that it has so much depth to it beyond its thinly veiled surface that you know reviewers yeah. were saying back in the day that it had nothing going on. But it definitely does. There's like a lot going on with this movie, and I'm obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. This is the second time we've selected that we've selected a movie that you hadn't seen until. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm excited. Yeah. Evil doctors, invasive surgeries, the demented screams of the criminally insane. Your family will experience all of this and more during your night of scary, good, fun at Louisville's newest nightmare. The American Horrorplex. Open every weekend this Halloween season, right off of Exit 3 on I-64. For more details, visit our Facebook page or AmericanHorrorplex.com. The film opens with Madeline Ashton performing on Broadway in an elaborate dance number. To This Is Me. I have, as a drag queen, I have to say, this number is quite beautifully done. Um, everything she, about where it. She's she washed got, up. Where she's like, got I the don't hair. The she's got the mug. Because I think she's, she's got the dress. Again, she's got the, the shoe. We've seen she's her. got the boys but... dancing. She's got the the set and the props. She's got it all, and it's fierce and fabulous. Thrown for a loop. I was like, um, this is amazing. The wig. I'm a stunning, big fan of this. Stunning. Her, like you said, Bitch, her moves were it's stunning. It's not moving. She was just giving it everything she could, and I was like, okay, I'm already in. Already, it sucked me in immediately. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's pretty quick. Is this an original song for the movie, or is it like a is it a known Broadway song? No, same. Why would you leave? Hmm. Yeah, I'm like, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Look at her. 
But I mean, it definitely encapsulates or encapsulates, encapsulates. I can't even say that word, but in capsulates. I can't say it. You can keep me. No tea. Messing. I've been but trying so uh, hard for so long like, to figure out how to make this into a beginning, which I um, love. I mean, you know, I do I do mixes blanket. and stuff. No uh, punch drag. Cool and I've been here, trying so to figure out how to make a this is this is me. And then we mix see Goldie Hawn for the first time in this scene. Now the just dialogue. Looks, she looks like Hermione Granger from Harry and, Potter, like down. Um, and I don't like, I don't hate the aesthetic, you know, and also make it a little bit longer so that it's not like I think it's like two minutes and 50 seconds ish. Maybe less. Um, yes. Just to like, I believe so. I believe it's original. I don't. They said who decided to make Songbird of the South into yes. a musical. Um, I think it was just called Songbird. Mm. Death becomes her Songbird. Yes. Mm. Right. <laughs> and I uh, I don't want to be like, it just looks sloppily mm-hmm. applied as well at times. Like you said, I mean, because it's on her teeth, I'm sure just, you know, from her talking, but it just looks bad at times. She's stunning. And I love the pop of red, obviously, on her fair porcelain skin, but yeah. it does look sloppily applied at times. And she's going through a lot in this movie, though. So like, the fact she gets to wear so it, many, I, yes, like, like different, is, um, She's faced like completely she's different, like, she's like hat, so to speak. Like she gets to be like kind of the the frumpy Lois Lane. Um, she gets to be like the um very nineties depiction of what a cat lady looks like. Um, and then she gets to go to like the the sex pot that we know that she is, um, with the killer legs, the the garments, the hair, the lipstick, like. The only thing that bothered me about her look consistently throughout the the last half of the movie, where she's like bat, like she's right. hot again, is she always had lipstick on her teeth. Yes, I see what you're saying. Oh yeah, of course. Right. <gasps> I like that. Mm-hmm. The um another thing that made me kind of um kind of soften on her look a little bit was that I read that the Catch initial release like, immediately. um from theaters like whenever they released it to home video um it was like considered like one of the worst um home video releases of all time because it was super grainy um and it just didn't look good compared to what it looked like in the theater um i think it was like anamorphic or something or presentation on my um, mistakenly (laughs) on my special features um, i'd be so triggered transferred I'm about to as buy anamorphic or something right now as we speak. and that transfer process fucked it up it's and they didn't fix it before right releasing its own video so the versions that um, you and i have seen are factory. the grainy like the ugly version of the film and i think that shout factory released a blu-ray yes. version of this movie that's where um, i watched it a couple of years ago that 
And I thought it looked if okay. If I'm not mistaken. You know me, I go like into they, it and I was like 92. Right, so it looking like that. They either restored it or they it. got the right. Anything um, it. But now like I want to watch like, reel and like transferred it properly. I want to watch the, the better version. <laughs> you know, it's people who like are so analytical that was. It is really grainy. Like my DVD copy is hella grainy. And there's no commentary. There's like very, very few bonus features. Which I mean, we I think the only bonus feature is like text. Do like you? click through text like not even like videos like actors interviews interview with robert nothing literally a powerpoint yeah, presentation bit wait it was out years before i was born so <laughs> how much is that <gasps> that's not bad that's not oh, bad yeah. at all so if you're listening, um, I feel like this is as good a time as I need to, to let you know that it's available on HBO Max, and it is the grainy version. Yeah, it oh, is yes, the DVD definitely. version. Yeah, I didn't really think of it either. Like, I wasn't I wasn't mad about it. Maybe. Yeah. Also, I feel like that was like a... Uh, like a miniature model as well that city it looked very that and when i was like looking into the movie as well apparently they did they used a lot of like miniature sets so yeah I'm i do that with them i do that with horror movies what that was because i'm more that critical of like, like horror me. movies being brought little, to video like it didn't look I like am. a cityscape like i i mean i i literally could not have seen so that's this. what i'm assuming i think this came out before i was born or like i was like it definitely looked like roku city Love. Well, not years for me. It was, it was okay. I was actually two. I was actually just, just over two months old. But I couldn't remember. I couldn't have remembered seeing this movie in person if I tried. Um, so, I it wasn't a big deal to me. But reading that made me go, huh? This movie is really grainy, and I wonder if that affects some of the like the the special effects to land. I wonder if like the city, like that that drop down cityscape, um, at the beginning where it's got the rain over the the city i wonder if that would look better if it wasn't grainy you know yes i know <laughs> getting killed Mm-mm, not at all it looked like um a screensaver it kind of reminded me of roku city <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> um, so she invites longtime. Wow, I can't <laughs> fucking talk today. She invites longtime frenemy Helen Sharp, Girl. an aspiring writer, backstage along with Helen's fiance, plastic surgeon <laughs> Ernest Menville. Smitten with Madeline, Ernest breaks off his engagement is, to Helen to marry her instead. It's full, um, Seven years uh, later, Helen Michelle is obese, Pfeiffer depressed, and, and committed to like, a psychiatric well, that's hospital breaking, where she that's her breaking plotting point revenge in that moment, on Madeline. That's what she was so me. before we get so in, because they do a lot of quick... Or, like, uh, story, like, seven I years later, another seven villain, years later, so six months later. Um, so before we, we jump forward, what, 14 and a half years? Um, her breaking point. The it's so funny to me. scene where... Bye, She's at home yes. rewinding the tape of Madeline <sighs> you getting know. choked in one of her midi- in one of her one of her movies. Um, it's such a mood for me. Like she's literally got the police banging <laughs> at her door to evict to 
pull her out of this house and evict her. And she's like, they've got her both arms and she's like dragging her, like basically like nails to the ground, basically like trying to slow them down so that she can watch one last time Madeline get strangled. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, that's a serve to me. Yes. 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 They freak out. <laughs> it's so good. Very that. No, that's that's very um I didn't even think about that. That's Same. that is very much so like and Same. surrounded That's by me. cats me in a messy house. So I completely understand. But she destroyed herself. Uh, I'm not like so, the biggest fan, yeah. obviously. No, she, I mean, it's three years And she later. goes to this so obviously psychiatric the fan of, like, the ward or whatever, her, like, and she's um, being under observation. She's in, like, this, like, um, group the therapy setting. And they yes, ask her, but, I mean, you know, I understand seven, it's it was six months to seven so, months like, later. They're playing and they ask her, um, but I definitely love, do you have anything that you want to talk about like Madeline? And she's like, that she's in because like pulling on so this, like, I don't know what it is, like a scarf or a handkerchief or something like, that she, six months and you haven't even lost uh, one pound. She pulls on when she's anxious. Like you're not putting any effort in. She ends up cutting her hand at the wedding, but she's still got this like nervous tick basically. And she's like pulling on it. She's like, I would like to talk about madeline and everybody starts like all the other patients start screaming and hollering and freaking out because they're so sick of hearing about it and i have been that girl who won't shut up about this bitch i hate and even though i know everybody's tired of hearing me talk about it i'm still going to talk about this bitch right the problem is with the way she visually looks which is i mean obviously what this movie is like so heavy-handed on its topic about and like that's what it is to them but that's still that line makes me fucking scream i don't t- i've seen this movie mm-hmm. again probably like a bajillion times now yeah the uh, the connotation <laughs> there is not it's not podcast, the team but... it's so good but i always like i always pause and like laugh unconditionally and then go back and have to listen to it again because that delivery is fantastic who plays this nurse woman because she is a star in my eyes me either until i was talking about her like that's their that's their priority. That's their priority. That's how you know this 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 reality is um, <clears throat> vain and toxic and fake. But also, is it is it fake? Because yeah. society will literally like rather than be like, oh my god, I hope you feel better. It's like, girl, you need to lose weight. You look crazy. Not that she's actually crazy. It's <laughs> Mary, that she I tell you, her villain fake, origin story. That she's story. fat and that she looks so crazy. That's their problem. Cool is that she? Her the problem is that with her weight. I said you have to eliminate your right, the whole time. and it just like cuts hard cuts to another seven years yeah. later after that. And I'm like, what exactly. is happening with this movie? The pace is out of control. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> which works. Yeah. They're just stupid. They're just stupid. They just see something that's inherently campy and over the top and flamboyant, mm-hmm. probably, and probably just were not. I have about. no idea. It was the 90s. I didn't. I didn't even uh, <laughs> think to look. I love the. Um, I love that she's like you have to. Same, honestly, you have to truly. get. You know, you have to get her out of your head. You have to get her out of your <laughs> mind. You have so to completely eliminate. And she I've been rewatching. Like, yes, you're right. Off on a tangent, as like I do, this is such a this is such a like like an old uh, like an old like early Marvel movie, not the MCU, so but like an old Marvel movie kind of moment to like so I can only wake up and be like, obviously, I know what I have to do. I have to kill Batman. Gross and like just eat it on it immediately. 
I do. Literally weekly. Obsessed. Um, I think it's worth it. Yeah, the, the reviews um, for this said is, that there was no plot. And it's I'm very like, whitewashed. There is There's a like plot. You're just getting no diversity, 14 years worth of plot in 10 minutes. At the same time, like... So keep up, babes. Like, You're a critic. Like, the winners up. and everything thus far have been pretty... I mean, I've enjoyed it. I think it's fun. We are like on season four now. We've been blowing through them like crazy. So I think it's worth it. If you've I'm still going to be mad it, at them. I, I hope it, I can find them on Twitter it. so I can cyberbully them. Get my Get my account canceled again. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you listen to Sibling Rivalry? Was obsessed. Okay, they've been they've been um they've been talking about Survivor a lot lately and I'm okay, like, "Do I want to try and give it a try just so they can know?" I don't I like can't. reality TV though. Is my thing. Yes. Right. I I fell off a of Big Brother because it's very it's way too rig. The riggery is real, girl. And Drag Race started out like you said, like knowing what it was. It started out very campy and like obviously like mocking. I have a hard time getting into reality shows because I usually can. I, and now it's I kind of like, falling into that exact. It's one of those things, like you know how we we've I think we've talked before about how I can season. I can suspend. But Survivor my is great because at least the first few seasons, I'm sure, like it. anything, it gets um, way. I can't more do that with, with reality TV. But the first couple seasons, if definitely it's trying have, like, a raw to, feel to, if them. it's trying to pretend like and it's completely real, I mean, it is. The exceptions are like, like random people um, on a fucking island. Not that we, of course, we hate Tila Tequila. Seeing but, what they do with um, each other, Tila Tequila's great. Uh, at least shot the first couple seasons have been really great. Was so completely. Still, I mean, you can smell like, the production. It like, knew what it was. Way, it was doing its thing. It doesn't bother me too much. Paris Hilton. I mean, typically thus far, I feel like everybody like those were those were everybody reality shows that. We're hey, clearly okay, jokes. Book. So I haven't been like upset. And they I can enjoy pushed, like, those because they aren't pretending to I mean, like be super serious. They might be there, but they haven't shows won like Drag Race. So I'm still um, pretty satisfied. Maybe Survivor. I don't know. I know Big Brother's one that I can't watch. I'm like this is, this is dumb. Oh yes. Which is annoying me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, exactly. But they do that here, and uh, the homophobic people, they're not kicking them off for it. Girl, I will tell you the first season, not to spoil too much, but one of the older people on there is like so homophobic and just like dropping the f-bomb here and left and right girl and like at the end at the reunion he doesn't win spoiler alert sorry but at the reunion like when they're like who would you want to see to win all of america all 40 million of you who are watching survivor are like who would you want to win and they all picked him i was like literally not the state of america being like let's have this old racist gotcha. boomer man beyond that at least something you can find in it that's that's not problematic. I know I've read a lot of I've read <laughs> things about Survivor having problematic uh, okay, I was individuals big. as contestants, 
Um, you're right. You're right. And but I think that's really what they, many like, years how far later. they let them go. Like death becomes her. Many but at the same later, time, also like, watch it. like having them, having them, I'm going to end up cutting this part for sure. <laughs> having them axed, having them axed off the show just because they're homophobic is also producing. So I'm of two minds about it. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think he's. I think he's just overworked and overwhelmed, perhaps, because he was started out. I mean, when him and Madeline met, he was a plastic surgeon, yeah. and now he's a mortician. Yeah, I remember you know, whenever it was like a, a general, cultural, be- like a cultural behemoth. So maybe he was, just overwhelmed. You know, it's like whenever American Idol first started, everybody watched to look Idol. good and stay young. She probably forced him into my this aunt was obsessed with like, Survivor. If you can make and... the dead look good, then you yeah. can make me look good for the remainder of my life. Pretty much would be my right. assumption because he's she's. He's a plastic surgeon, which so, is, I guess, let's like the see. starting We talked about the psychiatric obviously. hospital. And as, you know, 30 or... Um, another seven years, years later, later like, Madeline and Ernest live in Beverly Hills. But they are miserable. She's getting older with Madeline's age acting career like has declined, and, and Ernest, now an alcoholic, like has been reduced to working as a reconstructive mortician. Do you know why he had to become a mortician? I saw one time he was like... Um, throwing whenever he throws the knives to the dartboard, his hand was shaking. Why is his hand shaking? Does he have like? Does it ever say? Forever young. <laughs> right. Ooh. <laughs> right. Yeah. That poor man. That poor, poor man. Poor Ernest. Yes, like some type of weird... Um, so let's see receiving yes. an inv- so they receive an invitation to a party celebrating <laughs> Helen's new book yes. um, I think it was Young Forever it is so funny to me or Eternally Young Deep Forever cut. Young uh, yes. I think so and because Madeline it looks so fucking like sci-fi. Uh, I mean, the movie goes a lot more crazy because it like it jumps into the realm of last magic minute, which it was, I wasn't it was expecting. Received the night of um, the, of but the it definitely party. felt very sci-fi. And um, I was like, what the hell's happening? So she but is very. But this whole place is like obviously like some type of like distraught weird because because even you know, the nurse like, lady I look like this. I have to show up. I have to look so good and just rub it her face and stall her man. Like she drops it immediately. I look great and she's and she's like you know she's fat and miserable or whatever. Like obviously there's some type of shit. It's very much her way of thinking. So, so she rushes to the, um, to the clinic on. where she gets like, uh, or I guess it's more of like a spa where they do like what appears to be like experimental, right. um, like yes, uh, de aging treatments or something. Did you see whenever they pan to her running through the hallway? Who are rich it has enough. this person on like a bed, 
and they're like yeah. laid up and yeah, they're like connected to something <laughs> at their feet and at their head and it, they look like Mewtwo or something and I wonder if that was the plasma thing uh-huh. oh yeah <laughs> have you ever seen um Clue the 1986 movie Clue Okay, so her accent gives me full Yvette the Maid vibes because her accent is awful in that movie. Um, although I love Yvette the Maid, but her accent is so bad. Like, that's the first thing my mind went to. I was like, she sounds just like Yvette, and it's like, such a bad accent. It's a hot fucking mess. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm sure because it was, it was too bad to not be on purpose. <laughs> yeah. But it was funny. Well, also that man is also the, um, he's a part of the, uh, I'm going to call him an organization of people who are going to live forever um, because he's featured at the party later. So I wonder if this is just like a a way to like find people who have the means to afford. Yeah, they're giving it their all. Yeah, and desperate enough. No, literally every um, single person to is phenomenal like it's a great decision like it is so good he finds candidates based on i don't know and like you said everybody everybody is who they are supposed to be be like they are character actors uh obviously i mean meryl streep is there goldie hawn is there so because they are like i don't know it just it's perfect it is literally a disconnect from the world it is like a new comfort movie for me because you're enamored with the world that they're in it's over the top it's silly it's stupid and like everybody plays into it perfectly it's amazing. I wonder if it was done so on pretty. purpose. For her to drop it right after. Yeah. That's uh yeah. There's a lot of like so clueisms in this. Um as far yes. as like the, the gothic feel the of physical, so especially the physical the, the comedy, two, like especially the castle and the, uh Madeline's um, mansion also has like the a actors really just throw it. themselves. But like this office too, like you're saying, is like bright and colorful and it has like the role. Like everybody in this film it's, it's cute, it's such a cute throws movie. themselves it's at the gaze, God at the role it. that they're given. I don't I don't think there's a bad performance in this movie. Yes, it was. It was truly. like salmon pink. <laughs> yeah. same full 90s it definitely gave me like full 90s like just or hocus pocus reminds me of hocus pocus as well with its score just the way that like the way everything hits the way like just the score the way it hits it just reminds me of hocus pocus for whatever reason it's a very pretty movie i love the like i love the colors i love the um i love the early 90s it definitely was like the dialogue i love the sets um, I love the lighting. So I think it came out in '93. Yeah. I'll check. Yeah, everything kind of felt the same around this time frame in like a weird way, but I think it was just like you know the nature of the beast of Hollywood at this point. Yeah, it is. It is for the gaze, and then the couch was pink, if I recall, um, in a blue room. I can't remember so my like, childhood, but I can yeah. remember dates. So to like you said, very pastelly. This it's just a really, it's just a really. <laughs> It's a really yeah, uh, eye pleasing, eye pleasing film, and the soundtrack is really cute too. Like, I enjoy <laughs> the, I enjoy the score, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminded me of like Adam's <laughs> family. Uh, Who was I in fifth grade? Oh, I have yeah, no yeah, idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's all repressed, but I surely remember fucking movie dates. Yeah, I get that. I can, I can feel that. It's not so much that it sounds alike, but <laughs> I that can it, tell you what it's they wore, the designer very, that everybody wore. Uh, mm, but I can yeah, tell you what I got for Christmas when I was twelve. 
Um, I think Hocus Pocus came out in 94, or 92 or 94. Maybe it was 93. Like the original Scream so cast? So long after. Yeah, I every time that pops up, I'll like, like it or something. Because they look so good. Yeah. It's because I'm annoying. <laughs> Distracting myself from reality by jumping to Twitter constantly. So, I'm like, listen... Tea. Like, isn't that weird? Like movies that we weren't even alive for. We'll talk about nineteen seventies films and be like, "Oh yeah, this movie was released in the summer of da 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 da." Rough. I will and say though, you know, Matthew Lillard. Meanwhile, looks I have trouble recovering like memories. I risk of it all to what, go back. Like, if I could go back in time, like, to my any nine, day, like, my nine, my nine, my ninth year. Well, I don't know. There's so many. Like, where was I? I the world at some point. Where was I living? But I would probably go back to that day specifically and just like throw myself at him. I don't even care. Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember exactly. opening uh like opening nights to movies. Why save the world when I can go back and just fucking just mm-hmm. have a fling with Matthew Lillard? Did you see the that picture that's floating around of uh, three or whatever? I'm, you might have you might have actually been like, the one to share it. Happily. The screencast at the premiere. Yeah. Okay, that's probably where I saw it from. Because I feel like I see your tweets more than anybody else's. Probably because I interact with them more. No, <laughs> not at all. No. Um, the the corset thing that, that Nev wears with her cheetah print skirt. I just had to bring it up. Of course. Why save the world when you can get dicked down? Why save the world when you can get dicked down? You could save the world another day. Siscott Tea is Louisville, Kentucky's Black-owned, LGBTQ-owned, woman-owned tea business. They have all kinds of tea for every kind of person, from teas that taste just like desserts, to blends that are downright earthy, herbal, and floral. Some of their exclusive blends include sweet potato pie, cotton can tea, vanilla chamomile, and aged pour. Currently, Siscott Tea has over 30 blends for you to choose from. Siscott Mm -hmm. Tea's loose leaf tea blends, along with branded merchandise like mugs and t-shirts, gift cards, and membership to their exclusive (laughs) mug club, can be found in their online store at www.siscotttky.com. That's (laughs) www.siscotttky.com. Dot com. Want to buy some tea or merch in person? Well, you're in luck. Siscott Tea is available at all Rainbow Blossom locations, the Speed Art Museum, Blue Dog Bakery and Cafe, Pocket Change, and Lavender Hill Florals in Southern Indiana. Siscott Tea would eventually like to have their own brick-and-mortar store, and you can learn more about how you can support this queer-owned, black-owned business by visiting their website, www.siscotttky.com, <laughs> and in the meantime, you can use discount code REALLYQUEER on their online store to get 20% off your order. That's REALLYQUEER for 20% off your first online store order. Siscott Tea. Black Brood, Queer Fruit. Stunning. So after going to the spa, she meets the, like, the weird man. I don't remember his name. Um, <laughs> but he's, like, um, kind of gauging her, like, her desperation. Yeah. Because um, she's trying to get another uh, plasma injection or something. In God knows um, plasma refresh of some kind. I don't know what it is. Um but she's trying to get another one that you're not supposed to get except for like once every six months or something like that. And she's trying to get it after three weeks. 
And so he can tell that she's clearly desperate. So he gives her the address to um, a mysterious, it doesn't even have a name on it, I don't think. It's just a mysterious address um, where he tells oh, yeah. her that, you know, everything that she wants is there, basically. Um, but she's like, this fucking fool. And she yeah, rips it up and throws it in her purse. Um, so she leaves and she goes with Ernest to attend the party um and discovers helen is a certified babe um absolutely beautiful she's uh she's thinner than ever she's younger looking than ever she's <laughs> as a gay i will say i've been glowing and crying, surrounded by people who just want to know her secret <laughs> adoring fans which is something that madeline hasn't had in a long time from what we can from what we can tell <laughs> Um, and she's just kind of, I don't know if I would say that she's, no, I would say she's like, she's, she sees her and talks with her and, and she just gets (laughs) like immediately, like she's, she's defeated and depressed. So she runs off, uh, to meet up with her, her, um, I guess like her boyfriend, yeah, her like twenty something boyfriend, and yes, he, uh, has another woman yes. over, and she gets upset by this, and he tells her that uh, people say <laughs> they look ridiculous together, and to go find someone her own age, and she leaves crying, sobbing Relatable. as she drives recklessly <laughs> through traffic, and um, she's right. Yeah, now how this is literally me like just okay. So this is like she me looks in the like, mirror. She looks in the rearview mirror and, and like, screams at her face and going to the because club her mascara then, like, has run. Being in the club and, trying and to myself, and then you know she stops in the middle of traffic no in the pouring down rain in Los Angeles. You know those streets I'm are in wet, the Uber, wet. Just fucking crying to my friends because I I'm never gonna be loved. I, ha- and I have to say I a little bit. And then fucking, I get in my car. The every like there, like every scene feels like four a.m. because like a whole moment. It was that fully needs to that. Been there, because done that. I this scene is like driving through traffic like that. Epitome of like the mean like uh, and Mean Girls. Whenever Regina screams all the way home, and then passing until she gets the floor, into her room, I've also been there. And starts slamming shit and opening like drawers, you and down then and you gets at her burn book. <laughs> you wake up like, back home the next day in your bed. This is a this is a home like one of those moments happen. where it's just so over the top and home. crazy. But maybe I was also just in my early twenties. Mentally, we've all been there. Sure. Some of the gays listening to this may have actually been there because I know how you all drive. Um. <laughs> same but listen i'm a pisces sun cancer moon crying is my like aesthetic so i was all in on this scene i was like i get it girl this is me literally anytime something in my life goes wrong i get in my car and like drive like this and just cry my eyes out constantly by myself nobody's around <laughs> It's the best place to do it. Early 20s are a bitch. Those are the best places Imagine getting fully douched, going to the club, putting on your best outfit, and not getting... <sighs> not Same. getting picked On out. my breaks. Same. Me. Ugh, wow, I love it. I love our development. <laughs> yes. I 
had a few of those nights. They weren't they weren't often, okay. but I did have I did have a few of those nights where I just took my uh, I had a bad day. I'm gonna go crazy uh, mentality and just ran with it. Didn't use my better judgment. <laughs> yes. I love sobbing in the car. I do. If I'm going to cry, I want to do it in the shower or in the car. Yeah, I've done it many yes. times. Whenever I worked retail, I used to cry in my car all the time. And now I work at home, so I cry in the shower when I need to. I get to feel like a full, like, every time slash coming clean kind of, like, music video fantasy. Happening. Yeah. Like, go under the water. I think I've talked about this on this podcast before, too. Wow. Okay. Full circle. Um, so, after the um, after the soiree, uh, and she's she's had her little moment in the car, sobbing in the street, um, she dumps out her purse to wipe away her her uh, fucked up mascara, and she's um, confronted with the little the little card that she ripped up previously, and this is her breakdown moment, like her real right. low point. So she's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go," and she goes and she meets this uh, like Transylvania esque um, like vampire woman named uh liesel von rumen yeah uh, a mysterious steady. wealthy socialite who specializes in rejuvenation um <laughs> and she doesn't she's not fully committed to what's she's not really sure why she's gone um and yes, she kind of she's kind of like i don't know why i'm here and uh liesel explains very seductively <sighs> that um you know she's um, how much she said she kind of oh, no, like she says, Check, speaks okay? to her insecurities <laughs> and she's like you're here because you are terrified of yourself and the yeah we never uh, know what the and the body is. that you once knew has betrayed you yes. and you can kind of see the cogs turning as that's what i thought uh, it was going to turn into or even like after she madeline gives it to her is kind of like, like, like you know yeah you know what you're right like i thought it was and gonna be like, you know, she has you, this your body your soul is mine kind of moment where she finally gets her hooks in her and she has her sat down uh-huh. and she has her hold out her hand. And Madeline's no. so just obsessed <laughs> with this gorgeous bottle that somehow basically floats on the table. Right. Um, That's what I thought for sure. Like you're my servant or something. I enjoy. She just like stabs that bitch in the finger and Madeline screams out and she's like, wait. And then she dips the knife in the, the potion and puts it on her hand. And her hand goes to like a full like Sailor Moon transformation. Disintegrated to nothing. To like twenty, like twenty three. So that's not too bad. And like you said at the beginning, is like if it was just ten years in the spotlight, and then I just disappear for the rest of my life. Yeah, down. Like if I don't like disintegrate into yeah, because they've already established that the price is different for everyone. We don't know what the price is. Um, because she said check. Okay, I'm assuming it is money. I had wondered if it was like like your eternal soul or something more dark. So smart. Yeah.
Exactly. Oh yeah. After she I takes fully, the after like, she drinks my the trauma potion and, like, for like overcome to get the full effect, and, like, and she's like, I and now a warning. In three hundred like, years, I now a warning. My trauma. So, like yeah, I, I, I had kind of the first time watching this, I had I was like, oh shit, here it is. Like you only get to. Yeah, and like that whole you can only do this for ten years. I was kind I'd of be at the gym like, every in day. Ten years, you'll. Uh, I'd be just like rapidly, the best version of me. You'll rapidly, you know. So you know, um, give it to me. Look the way honestly. you did, oh, or, but you'll unless something forever, happens like in this movie where I like I mistakenly whatever, like no. or not mistakenly but like randomly died like the day after I get it and I'm just stuck with like a disgusting decaying body, then that's different. Obviously, uh, that's the horror in it. Obviously, but. I'm willing to risk it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I say, I LaSalle though, like, threw me for a loop the first time I saw her because, Afterwards, again, be, like, I had no idea what to expect with this like, movie at all. Years so, like, going like, into it, like, I went from, like, like oh, right, this I'm is a musical to, house. oh, this is, like, some, no like, battle me. between these two women. It's going to be, like, fucking, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I was mm-hmm. thinking. And then, like, it transitions into this nonsense like i was like is she a witch is she a vampire like no, what is this what is this movie like what is this journey it's taking 300 years of therapy and uh, uh something she education. looks great um i'd become a scholar ass out i'd be knowing all kinds of shit full Bill, boots full down boots yeah I'll just go with like a a witch, like a witchy type of vibe. That's what she gives me. But the it's the castle that gives yeah, her full, like you said, Transylvanian vibe. Because mm-hmm. that thing is ridiculous. Where in Los Angeles is this castle? Risk it all. Risk it all for insane. the hot bod. Like, where is that hiding out? <laughs> full Dracula. And I'm like, what is, is nobody like paying attention? But obviously all the rich people in Los Angeles are aware of it. So I guess it's not really in hiding this castle. The desperate ones. Yes, you're correct. <gasps> oh my god, yes. Oh my god. I think she's like a sorcerer. Is kind of what I got. She looks amazing. I kind of got like... She's got like that Transylvania kind of like vibe to her, but... Um, yeah. She's definitely vampiric in the, the way that she moves and how hot she is, but I also kind of got a vibe that maybe she's just like a magic... Like someone who's like, who has knowledge of, of magic. No, at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I had also wondered, like. That transformation scene this is. This is a big ass castle, too. But so good. Her breasts perk up. Uh so good. Well, the yes. the wit the rich who were selected so to know good. about it, yeah. And maybe uh, they use like maybe they so use good. magic to like I will also say that her like, walking it, like, in this movie, not to like cut to that, but they, just the way she saunters around everywhere is so yes. funny to um, me. Like, full, like, so she you know, she tells her that like, she has to um is hyper aware of like she's present in herself's world constantly. Like she's an actress and she's just when she went to go get dick down body Derek. I don't know how when she's like literally sauntering out of her fucking mansion, she just by the time the end of the she movie looks yeah <laughs> she looks look insane but like, like stunning and i like people. that's how i'm walking Anyone. everywhere now it's full shoulder movement they look fried. shoulder pads down like deep fried 
Um, so meanwhile, while uh, Madeline is off getting this this potion and she drinks it and yes. her body becomes like 20, like 24 again, um, Helen, so good. Her ass, like watching her ass, her <laughs> ass tighten and her, her, her tits raise. Um, I love watching oh, her face, model, like she? get youthful. Like again, it's it's very she's pretty. She's jet hair. I think the world, even got fuller, crazy as all can be, was, but stunning, cool beautiful. <laughs> love her music. So you know, <laughs> she very mm-hmm. that do a peep. She's just living her best life. So, but you know, she looks very that do a peep. Because mm-hmm. that's what Wendy Williams called her, like on her talk show, and like when she first like became like a thing, she called her Dula Peep. So now everybody like makes fun of her and calls her Dula Peep. Maybe it's, it's just the, the gay spectrum, but no, <laughs> it's Dua Lipa. <laughs> um, Dula Peep. Yeah, the the shoulder pads for me. But honestly, are I, I love that. shoulder pads. I love a bodysuit. On a tall woman, a statue woman, this is the and moment a body suit. You know, I'm getting older, and I'm just like losing track serve. of the memes it's a, it's a, and a timeless what's look to me. If my sister wasn't like, yes. I can see. Dua if my sister Lipa wasn't Gen Z, like, like she I think just she's turned very 20. Sensual. so she wasn't she's in that. Th- like, I'm assuming sure she's tall. She looks very tall. I would be lost in like the sauce on the internet if it was not for like my sister keeping me in the know. Yeah, but stunning, beautiful, doesn't give a fuck about the pandemic. Dua Lipa. He is that care. what the young people mean whenever they say Dula Peep? Oh, yeah. Damn. I thought that was a... Oh, okay. that was a rapper's Fully name. out of pop culture. Oh, he's a vibe. Me, uh, he's living his best completely life. Completely fucking un, like, unattached. <laughs> Honestly, I wish I could just be that disconnected from the craziness of the internet, to be honest. They're so fast. I don't think so either. I like talking. My little brother <laughs> is, uh, he, he just turned oh, 18. Baby. Um, he's 10 years younger than me, but he doesn't know anything. Like he is not, he does not care. He doesn't, he doesn't know. I don't even think he, I'm sure he knows about (laughs) TikTok in the sense like he, he knows it exists, but I don't think he's ever used it. He (laughs) doesn't do social media really. They occasionally he'll post something to a Snapchat and it'll be something about his truck. Like he's, he's very... Oh, so fully out of pop culture. He hasn't seen movies. He doesn't listen to music unless it's like old, like uh, Willie Nelson stuff. Like, Killing Madeline. <laughs> he like yeah, it was nothing. He's, he's like, say less. He's definitely we'll kill her. So <sighs> so funny. I kind of. I can kind of. I can kind of say maybe that's like a. It's definitely an interesting <laughs> way to live, but I couldn't. I couldn't do it boozy I yeah do it. his 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 relationships are with his cars another one of which he has many so but um but yeah so helen seduces Ernest and convinces him to kill madeline um as she breaks into the home and she's like 
I need to speak with Madeline. And and he's like, she's not here. She's like, oh, thank God. And she immediately just drops the whole, the whole act. Um, but he's so enamored yes, with her that he's just does. like killing he's it. Just Meryl mesmerized by her presence. So, um, he's also desperate for attention and affection, so he's happy to get it from her. So it doesn't take much to like comprehend talk him into exactly, you know, killing that bitch. Um, yeah, yes. Uh, so they agree to kill exactly. her. They figure out this big grand scheme about um narconol and having her uh drive off a cliff soaked in alcohol and they'll never yeah, suspect it was a amazing. thing because she's and like in some, the moment like you, know, you can even catch a moment where she like gains control of the conversation and that's when she starts Los like Angeles. it's the placid line obviously um, that allows her to do it but then she says placid like in five different argue, ways like fucking uh, down side to side and, like, they're all funny to, it's all like delivered well uh, he, he then like you said yeah then she and then he like thinks better of it his dead patient because she's like like She's letting him have her it. More and they're arguing, and she's like, she "You're, you're uh, flaccid. That's what sends him off the edge. And that's no when he good." Her out. Uh, I will say though, when she comes home like, and she changes to anything that, that she like, can say to hurt him, she's black using. number and her loose ponytail uh, with her hair flowing, just perfectly she's, like bouncing when she walks. It's a very, a very well done like pink overcoat. Sometimes whenever two people are talking at the same time and arguing, it's hard to like figure out what each of them are saying. But I feel like they did a very good job playing off of one another so that you could understand. The things he's saying to her, the things she's saying to him, while they say I'm in the same I don't time. either. Which is just interesting. I feel like it, I feel like Bruce Willis, being a good actor, and Meryl Streep being right. one of the greatest actresses of all time. Period. Um, I feel like they're definitely capable of that. So yes, it's the ponytail for me, and the scrunchie. It's just stun, stunning. Yeah. If I lived in the mansion, I would also just casually walk around in like that whole ensemble. Yeah. It's everything to me <laughs> it's like it flows behind you yeah <laughs> yes that's what i need in my life oh my Ugh, god <laughs> yes you do yes uh, last time we recorded like i saw uh, it was it was behind you the entire time looking stunning the silhouette that builds is very like interesting because it's not necessarily like a i don't really know what to call that silhouette <laughs> to be really. the big bitch you want to be you know it's it's very it's kind of bulky but it's not bulky in a way that's like unflattering <laughs> it's, it's still very structured and it's got severity to it which just makes her shoulders bigger and her waist bigger or her waist smaller so and her big. her hips bigger. You yeah. know what I do? Yes, you, I mean you're doing better than I am. because like all I have I have a snuggie. So sometimes if I'm like super, either if I'm super baked or super drunk, constantly and like, wearing like you know, a long talking to my boyfriend or something, I'm like, you know, this is our runway that, like, moment, and I will always put my snuggie on reverse. And go so down like the stairs, like as you run down the stairs dramatically. I will fucking I've, throw that. Thing my husband is back. dead. Like, this is my moment. Like, this is my reveal. Your your coat is just like that's what when I'm glamorously behind you, blasted in outer space, and like we're messing around and doing stuff. That's that's a very that's a very that's my sheer overcoat. I have one of those. I have one of those coats. You're doing better than I. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have one of those. I just never, I'd never get a chance to wear it, obviously, because we're uh-huh. in lockdown, and also my house is too small for me to be wearing this big ass coat. Because I've tried, <laughs> I have, I like, I, I practice walking around in it because, like, this is, this is a, this is a lot yes. of fabric. Um, 
That is and still me. And mine's a like, fucking sports I just have too many things. I took it from my mom way. when There's I moved away four years ago. So it's like a football you need team. And I'm just like still serving it in, in my little coat. football snake. You need a big, wide staircase. Yeah. But yeah, she's stunning in that scene. She looks amazing. And her death scene is so funny to me. Just the way she's literally at a fucking, what is that? Like a 40 degree angle? Just fucking casually like floating. I do the same. <laughs> same. <laughs> Girl. I had a pink Snuggie and those two, those two long, you know how like the arms and then there's the, the, the panel because it's a blanket. It's got the, whenever you wear it that way, it's got the panels that go like out to here. Um, I used to like wrap those panels and then I would like pull the panel down to make it like a like a lapel <laughs> yeah and i thought i was fierce mama i was like yes i can't touch me <laughs> girl as you should as you should right that was amazing. Her falling on the stairs yeah, well, was amazing. Yeah, she can't get her like, footing that fucking, because uh, that she's dummy wearing or whatever the hell they were using. She's wearing like, heels that, like, that like, weighed two, three o'clock in the morning and she just goes through her house. Like, she's like wearing like, a comfy slipper. She's like, wearing heels. She's making a statement. And her contorted body at the end was so funny to me. And she's like backwards, just like basically floating on those stairs. Like she can't, she can't do anything to save herself. So yes. she reaches out for him, and this is Dude, the thing that, that we see a lot. The where fuck out she's like reaching out and begging like, him for help, going on in this and he's like slowly and Bruce Willis, thinking about. You know, it. He's like, I came to him doing really well in this and he movie. starts he to reach so out to her, and she's like, "Because when he goes and calls um, Helen, like, hurry up, you clown, or something like that." And then he's just like, "You know what? Fuck you!" He just gives her a tap. We went over the plan. Yeah, one finger, and we watch her neck snap and her body fall down these long ass mansion stairs down to the bottom, where she's presumed dead. Of course, you know. She's um, yeah, I killed her. Woo. To his knowledge, so a funny. Totally but yeah, that CGI person, that they do in the scene is insane. Like that, her backwards head and her stumbling around that room is person. so funny to me. Um, so funny, and it looks great. That's what won them the fucking Oscar for best visual effects was this ridiculous ass scene because that was. It's still. I mean, it looks a little wonky yeah. now. Obviously, it's like twenty seven years later. Oh yeah, I did. But like. Did a very, it, very like, good job. Looks good. Like the entire time I was watching, it, I was like, "This mm-hmm. is '92, and this looks amazing." I love her. I love whenever she stands back up with her neck all like, like slinkied. She reminds me of the slinky dog from Toy Story. Oh yeah, they were freaking out. I'm sure it won them the fucking Oscar. The White Academy surely liked it, so I'm sure it was something. Right. Right. But he's like so proud of himself, but also right. like mortified that it happened, but also really, really proud. Like, look, mom, look what I did. Right. Oh, no, they did blue. So she had like a blue, uh, from at least what I was able to find on YouTube, like scurrying around the internet. Like they had like a blue, it was blue. Blue screen is what they used. So they would have her have like literally like a blue sack over her head and she had to act out 
and apparently Meryl hated it. Don't blame her. But like she had to act and like walk backwards with her fucking blue sack on her head. And yeah. then of course it's, later it's, on it's, she would I be in a full blue suit on the blue screen can, with just her head to do like but, those, the line delivery, um, obviously. Back then I'm sure so that was she, like wasn't a fan of the effects, filming process, like, obviously, but that's what yeah. they had her do in that scene. Because if you go on YouTube and like look up just like fucking behind the scenes or whatever, and that's clips of her yeah. walking around with that blue the, uh, face. So it's very the way that they had the choreo because you know obviously the there there's the choreography. You have to have an understanding of what right. You just have a PowerPoint presentation. This would look said, like fuck you and fuck your love with this without movie. your head being turned around in real life. So like they have to film her it's probably with funny. like a probably with to some kind of like green screen or something, whatever around her. Uh, around her head and oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny (sighs) so funny so stupid Yeah. Mm-hmm. I assumed that if there was anything like that out there, it would be on the DVD. So whenever it was, and I was like, oh, okay, they just didn't give us anything. And now... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to go on YouTube later on just to watch it, because I'm very... <sighs> Excuse me right yeah and like it's just really well like she's she's a very good physical actress like walking around trying to pick up the phone failing to pick up the phone trying to sit down on the (laughs) piano and like you're instinctually gonna turn to sit but her body's backwards so she just falls on the ground like it's just really it's really funny and stupid um and you know of course uh henry is just terrified yeah. <laughs> by what he sees because she her head slinky completely turned around 100 percent um and you know he rushes her to the hospital oh my god the, yes the uh, hospital, they, fucking... uh the doctor you know name? looks at her and Hold on, i'm gonna look um, it up so i don't seem silly finds out she's dead but it's kathy and jimmy's character first and then he but... tries it again and he realizes and i forget like, her character's I, name i'm gonna go but... i'm gonna go get help and then he never returns um and so Henry runs out of the room Nick to first. try and find help because, you know, she's <laughs> there's something wrong. And um, as he's as he's running around the hospital yeah. trying to find somebody, whenever he returns empty handed, I have no idea. Um, but like she's those, out of the room because like, she passed out. Yeah, um, I think that's it. Realizing that she's we'll dead, that. and she's taken to the morgue. And this is probably my favorite thing that Bruce Willis got to do in this film is just the uh, she's like. <laughs> The, the nurse that says, um, sir, she's dead. <laughs> we took her to the morgue. And he's like, the morgue? No, for her. She'll be furious. And then just runs out. And like and the not- way he runs in this movie, it reminds me of, um, what's her name? Uh, so from funny. Hocus Pocus. Not my brain not working. Yeah. I'll cut it. Kathy and Jimmy, yep. yeah. I can just say Kathy and Jimmy. 
It reminds me of Kathy and Jimmy's character in Hocus Pocus as she's like, as she's like walking and like sniffing. He runs kind of similarly through the through the morgue, right, and gets her out of this. Um, this scene's kind of sad where he pulls her out of the morgue. Uh, that the those drawers, what are those called? No idea. Like I'm gonna call it a cadaver drawer. Yeah, a refrigerated cadaver drawer. Um, he pulls her out of there, and she's like, <laughs> "I I passed out, and I woke up, and I screamed, and I screamed, and no one could hear me, and everything was dark and cold, and um, <laughs> I didn't know where I was." And you're like, "Oh, like that must have been really traumatizing." And she's like, "Why am I in the morgue?" And immediately angry, and you're like, "He knows her pretty well to know that like this is gonna <laughs> piss her off." So. They get her home. So good. And um, he's like painting her ass because he's worked on cadavers for the last several years. So he's going to, you know, get her tidied up, Uh get her painted, make her pretty. Um, (laughs) And then as as all of this is going on, he's receiving multiple phone calls, of course, from a very concerned Helen. (sighs) um, Because she saw the body get brought home. So Um, good. Which it wasn't supposed to leave. He wasn't supposed to touch it. But of course, she doesn't know that she's alive. Yes. After their uh, ridiculous so shovel she breaks fight in and scene, she's, like, you know, like she's letting him have it. She's angry. Shovels. Oh, my God. And when um, we talked about Bride of Chucky, they, they also the had a lightsaber move the body where she got to bury her. And, <laughs> yes. So uh, get this over wow. with. Because now she's going down too. Anytime we talk about anything, down, though, we have to make sure he's trying to explain like she's resting and she's like, no, she's dead. And if she if she wants or, to, yes, she can come down here and kiss me. Yeah, so they have their full fucking and shovel fight scene, which course, is so Madeline hilarious. Shows up, Apparently, in real life, um, Meryl like actually hit shotgun. Goldie Hawn also, and they like, gave her and a blows a hole in her stomach, which is another really really good effect. So, like very um, funny when she gets about. back up. But yeah, they're but, hilarious. The fucking lines um, in that scene. Yeah, also this is so whenever funny. they both discover like when that she kills her and they both take the potion. They find that the pin. She's dead. That is she. That's what makes life worth living. It's just so. Funny they're too. just or uh, these are the moments you know, that make life there's this or something along comically lines, large way, hole hysterical. perfectly rounded hole in her stomach that she can look <laughs> right through and uh, <laughs> they have a heart to heart of sorts right <sighs> they did with shovels wow nice. Wow. Eat up, yeah, eat it. Or directed by Robert Zemeckis. Go involved with both of these women, and just both of them are their own type of star, and like they just they are butting. Yes, it's iconic. Oh no! The movie also gives me like full fucking like Joan Crawford, Betty Davis type of drama, like that old Hollywood drama. It is so hilarious. Also, I feel stupid, but I will tell you that when I watched this the first time, like the entire movie, I thought they were sisters, and they and they have different last names, yeah. and I was still like, yeah, they're sisters. Like the entire fucking... I love. <laughs> yeah, it's not till this scene that we're having a heart to heart where I was like, oh, they're looks friends. through her stomach. Like, she's like, like, I can see right through you, and she like comes back so, up and she's like so tickled at her own joke, back. like. This is the kind of campiness that I think this is. I've seen this played out in drag between two queens multiple times. Yeah. Um, like this is a, this is clearly like a very slapsticky um, kind yeah. of, you know, dumb camp kind of gig that drag queens just be just live for. So all her boyfriends. Yeah. On purpose. 
Mm-hmm. But Madeline says that it started because I guess Helen and uh, her group yeah. of friends. Gays love catty women. And they would gay call lo- her Gays cheap. love catty women. Because then she has that moment too when Ernest calls her cheap when they're fighting. And that's kind of like what sets her off. Yeah, that's her trigger word. Oh, boots, yeah. Which is so Very funny. <laughs> so dramatic. But yeah, their fight's amazing. Fucking uh, Madeline gets her head like thrown every which way in this scene from those shovel uh, shots. From well, Madeline, they kind so of amazing. very funny. Yeah, they were like child, like young, like friends at a young age, and um, Madeline right. was kind of just, I guess, like the the prettier one yes. or whatever, and um, the one that the guys went to or whatever. So they, that's where their whole their whole fight because we don't even really Seven know why they hate each other so much, other than the line where, um, right, where she says that Madeline steals all of her, all of her boyfriends, so on purpose. She's yeah. ready. She only She's wants ready what her. I have. Yeah, I kind of. I don't know if we can wait. I guess we can maybe wait to the end. That's what I was kind of hoping. Yeah, that's what. Because I do find it funny that they didn't, like, they they make up and, like, the rest of the movie is them just trying to, like, keep Ernest alive so they can stay looking as youthful as they can. Um, Which I don't mind, but I kind of wish, like, maybe one of them would have won. Because obviously, I feel like I felt so bad for Helen the entire movie. So I was kind of hoping she would have her win in the film. But I don't mind like the something that I found interesting was that um, wanting to be young. Helen had you had drank the potion quick. They were many years before hour and 20 minutes because this film I'm assuming is taking place in like one up each other and then like the drop of the hat and had taken immediately the potion in 85 just kind of show. So she's had seven years. They're just so dramatic that it's just a beauty and youth already <laughs> helen made it her fucking more. life goal to like, uh, kill she's got seven madeline years and then she's already like to oh yeah this i admitted moment. you know i stole your boyfriend and, or your boyfriends and she's like that's all she needed which they she's, her say it. yeah so uh it, it's it's uh it's almost a shame that it didn't go the way she wanted Girl. but i'm also glad it didn't very funny <laughs> same same me constantly especially living with Good. people living with my roommates i'm just like ah, any little thing i'm like it's over like i can't i can't i can't look at them again and then like we'll fucking we'll apologize and then it's just like nothing ever happened so i'm the exact same way dramatic as all hell yeah Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She just needed the. She just needed that moment <laughs> of um, he hearing her say it, and them to have like the sisterly moment. I've had those moments where I'm I'm ready to like never speak to someone again, and then as soon as they apologize, I'm like, no, no, you have nothing to apologize for, right. girl. I was the one in the wrong. Like, I've been there, so I get it. Right. Right, maybe. Because she seems 
yeah, very quick to like want him to. I feel like this. If there was any part of, her, part of like, this movie that I would critique, it's the forever. way that we. So yeah, maybe you're correct. Quickly maybe that's cut why she was so quick to, to Madeline as well. Um, the storyline of, you know, he's repair. They convince him to repair their bodies because they a just did a number on one another, right? <laughs> and they realize that they're going to need exactly. this regularly. Um, like they're going to need regular spray paint jobs or whatever to like maintain their beauty and youth. Um, so they scheme right. to get him to drink the potion so that he'll live forever and he can keep them looking young forever. Because he's done with them. He he vows to, like, he's done. This is crazy. Um, so they bring Ernest to Liesel, and she <laughs> offers to give him the potion free of charge in exchange yes. for his surgical skills because she's very impressed. Um, it actually almost, whenever she saw yeah. uh, Madeline for the first time, <laughs> that was me. Um, she brings up how how impressed and uh how much she admired her husband's yeah, skills same. um which almost makes me think that maybe he was always the target so yeah literally you know how many movies i would be able to watch i could watch like the remake mm-hmm. of fucking scream in fucking 2016 and her presentation too is a lot more strong because um she has to, she's not desperate to That's live forever I, I could just this is her this is probably the first person that she's had to oh my God, manipulate no, to or before. convince really to why get is the it that scary? because most people are already desperate when they come to them so um, I got to anyways, the very she, end. Uh, she tries to get him to do like it. The first, like the he final, almost does it, uh, like, as he almost like does many things, like back. saving. When it came on, when it was ported for the fucking, she says you have to drink it. Like Twenty, whatever the hell that was. And, and I never like, in that, that moment. Game. He's so like, wait a minute. Like a daunting Let's think critically about this. And try to beat it, but I just. What if I get bored? So at least get past the first level because it's such a good game. Yeah, and that's one thing that I. That's that's the maybe the one thing like before I was like I'd never hesitate. Yes, that's something that I've already thought about, and I'm I have I've thought like if you had to live forever, how boring would that get? Like everybody around. I can't. I cannot play horror games for the fucking life of me. They constantly come out. That's like my whole brand obviously is horror but i can't i cannot video games are a different type of immersion that i can't get behind it's so hard everything. for me to play video games it's so scary we could watch like everything. resident evil 7 we could watch I everything never played. Play everything i'm gonna try to get through game. it within the next couple I have weeks enough time though, to because resident evil 8 coming evil out and even though i probably won't get through resident evil crying. 8 i'm probably gonna spend the money on it because that's just how i am to i can't see the world and see if i can make it i got it i bought it on i bought it on steam so i can play it on pc now but but, yeah um, the end of this movie is crazy um like you said though i think like the sudden change in plot was kind of alarming like again i mean i mean i said it a little bit earlier as well like Mm -hmm. i didn't hate it and because they're like dynamic together still very funny but it was very quick like it was very quick into like you know Ernest turning into yeah. like the hero, like he was a bumbling idiot out of nowhere, and then now we're like, I've heard, I mean, obviously, it's like it's like one of the most, it's, it's minutes, the most celebrated like, yes, Resident Evil game. Get away! And get I love the series, but so I often jarring, can't finish the game because works they, in they, the end, they, they stress me. I out. didn't hate it. Right. 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 Yeah. Bury that. Who cares? Yes. Yeah, just let them live. 
<laughs> just let them live because he's an undertaker a mortician and he's like i don't know i guess it's it's his civil duty to keep the world as fucking boring as it is i suppose his oh, i guess he didn't die yeah but like the scene where he's hanging also from the roof is <laughs> i was kind of hoping he would have died i mean i guess technically but well, the, the, the film is the dead, film's but... setting the the two women up who are both a happy 30 antagonists years or whatever yeah and protagonists and then at the end they <laughs> dump that and they're kind of supposed to be the the bad guys and he's supposed to be the good one and it's because of the whole moral standing of you know, he chose not to live forever and break the natural law or whatever, but she doesn't um, to quote Liesl, screw yeah. the natural law. Like, fuck that. Like they did what they wanted to do and that's fine. Like, and he, and he didn't drink it, that, which is also fine. And he was going to yes. expose them. He said that, that, that it wasn't right. And he should, <laughs> that he has to stop them. Why? Why is it any of your business? Right. Mind your business. <laughs> right well fuck that and fuck right. him because he no but he, he definitely should have <laughs> yeah but he he dies after Girl. a long like a long pro like a like a long normal happy life Meanwhile, the girls are all that flaky. Part kills so, me. The um, to, piece to, of before fabric. we get to the very, very end, of course. Um, <laughs> the, the piece so of he refuses Grab the potion. This, he, he runs like, off with falls the potion, and the um, <laughs> Liesl sends her sends her guards. She doesn't really send her guards after him right. necessarily because she's like he's not going to get very far based on it, uh, because due to his age or whatever. Of course. And um, he runs to the castle and he makes he makes a break for it. He ends up on the roof, um, and he starts to try to climb the roof. Uh, uh, the shingles are like breaking underneath of him. Yeah, you have to drink And it. he's wearing dress shoes, which are slippery, and it's raining. And then Madeline and Helen come out, and they yell, Ernest! And he uh, he falls and grabs onto the gutters. I think it was gutters, Madeline like, that said it first. Like, break yeah. off of the, of the house and, like, swing to where he's, like, dangling right. over. Like, there's nothing for him to grab onto. And um, the girls are trying to save him with uh, a scarf trying to get up and then they drop it and it's like oh no not yes. no no and uh, they're fully yeah. not trying to save him <laughs> and they're not even upset they're like now you have to drink it you have he to drink the potion like, the so that if you fall you'll survive going into like and he's, at most, he's even if it's like a twelve it, foot you know, like, pool, he's probably going to hit the bottom of it. And like, um, he's like, "Well, shit, I'm going to die." Out, at least. So he you know drinks what? the potion, and it's, it's um, he uh, or he starts to drink part. it, and then uh, the girls are, you know, yelling at him, "Drink it, drink it! You have to hurry, hurry!" And you know, he doesn't respond to being told what he has to do. So when uh, oh yeah, Helen, I think it's Helen, or maybe it's Madeline, says like, "Hurry up! You have to!" Right. He's like, actually, Madeline, yeah. So he's like, actually, sorry, girls. No, I don't. And he, has, <laughs> he like drops the potion dramatically. And then his suspenders break in that moment. And he falls all the way from the top of this giant castle to uh, like an atrium. Not really an atrium. It's like a enclosed glass, enclosed right. pool house. Uh, but he breaks the ceiling and falls into the water and survives. A little bloody, but he's okay. Um, 
which is ridiculous. He should have died. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're so funny. Um, it's a and it's explained kind of in just a one-off. Like we never really get to, we don't get to see Liesel again. Oh wait, no, we do. Um, whenever he gets away with yes. someone's car, so funny. Uh, the girls and Liesel come out, and she's like, "It would be better for you if you got him back." Um, which oh, yeah. they don't. He gets away. Um, he's by the time they get back to the house, he's already packed up and Ernest. gone. Um, with the quickness, and um, you know the girls are now uh, <laughs> they're fucked. You know they can't go back to Liesel. <laughs> she can't help them because they. They didn't get it's him. Funeral, they didn't yeah. get him back in time, um, right? So they realize they have to and life can work begin together for the rest the of their says, days. Which is so funny, to and me. they just kind we of don't know like much about him before that. Like they, they come to this realization as they laugh with one another. They're <laughs> like, "Oh my god, who would have thought that we would have to be together?" I know, right? That's so crazy. We have to wipe each other's asses. I know, wild, and we're gonna have to do it for the rest of our days. Yeah, forever. <laughs> Right. And it's it's this realization that, oh, my God, all of this that we've worked for and now we have to spend it with the person we despise. Most. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they could have cut it off. They could have cut it off there. I'm glad they didn't, though, because then we cut to the um, to the funeral of uh, Ernest and he is um, being celebrated by a small <laughs> group of people. They, you know, I say celebrated like. They're happy to have known him, but they're all mourning too. Like they're very sad that he's gone. Yes, he has people who are sad that he is gone. And uh, oh my god, I think um, to me they look like um, I mean yeah. out here in like the desert because he Nevada. he essentially had to I mean, leave when you go and, out like, to like uh, what do they know, call them um, like the dry beds or something like that like the make sand a run like, when you go out to the fucking desert and it's not just be found like, by these girls so like the ground's flaky um, almost and he does also. just that and he like, has it's like he, fucking, uh, it's oh my god i gotta find a picture because it's hard to explain you know? 50 so um Yes, and they're, and they're like just like it looks like little him. square pieces. And these like, girls will never like have that. Nobody's gonna give a shit whenever. Yeah. Dead. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, you understand what I'm talking about. So Very that. They, That's what I thought when I thought. Yeah. They're when sitting I saw their here as they're like, naming off all of his like achievements in life and how in a way he'll live forever because he has his legacy through his children and grandchildren. So the girls are realizing that they're falling apart. They look like they look like amateur night. like meryl's eyebrows are so criminal (sighs) and their (laughs) their faces are flaking like how would you describe their faces like i mean flaking obviously but like is there anything that you can think of that they look like (laughs) oh you're right yes the deadites They really do, actually. Okay, yes, you're correct. Are you talking about like whenever the um like the the grounds all cracked up, like a bug's life, <laughs> right? Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, like so dry and and just shellacked over and over and over and over again. Um, 
She's like, did you bring the acrylic number nine? Yes. And I'm Her like, ankles are like wobbly as all hell. I have said, I have, I have asked for some weird things in the bar for my sisters while we're sitting at a, at a table and I realized my lash is like falling off or something, but like acrylic number nine, they have this down to a science <laughs> only to look as bad as they do. I would say that their faces kind of remind me of like evil dead, like the flakiness <laughs> of the skin. Yeah. I was trying to think of like, is there, yeah. For anybody who has, who hasn't, yes. hasn't seen them, um, they kind of do look like the deadites. So but they leave the they they leave the eulogy service and um, <laughs> on a on a blah 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 is the they just they don't agree with with You're him living with forever you. through his legacy or whatever like they're gonna live forever, um, but the two women are now just <laughs> cracked and ugly and shells of the former it's self. So Clearly, there's something going on with Helen because she can't walk. It's so ridiculous. Um, she's like, yeah, I needed to know what happened. Walking they're like gonna a, leave the funeral like and everybody's gonna like, be freaking out. Um, Clearly. Right. And um, Helen and her right. argue are just, about I mean, just living leaving as a the acrylic number nine. And she's like, I couldn't. Um, I really couldn't. Like, how could you lose that? And they argue and argue about it. And as Helen goes to take a step, she lands on the acrylic number nine that's on the step that they just hadn't seen. And she does the same like weeble wobble 40 degree angle on the stairs. And she's (laughs) like, help me, help me. And Madeline goes to like help her. And then she's like, she thinks about it for a second. And she kind of just like holds her hand to her mouth. And she's like, hmm. And Helen takes this as a- so good. Oh, I mean, obviously, fine, acting bitch. is you, you think a that's one. Cute? Like, Watch, bet, and she grabs her, and they both fall down. Even the direction uh, is the stairs yes, almost the smash into dozens of pieces. Yes, um, very that. With all of their animated parts, and no one's there to no one's there to to pick them up. I wonder what happened after that. Yes. Yeah, like. Are they just gonna? Are they just gonna let them bury them as parts? Are they gonna pretend to be mannequins, like? Right. No, that would be that would be horrible. Yeah, so many different. But that's things. exactly what she is. Like they're both they're both just at the bottom of these stairs in front of this church, severed heads. He did for us. Um, it doesn't look like Madeline too, can even talk. Her jaw's that. been dislocated or something. And <gasps> Helen says, "Do you know where we parked the car?" Rabbit. But. Obsessed. And that's the yeah, end of the he's movie. amazing. Like, it's a, I think it's a um, fun ending to a like fun movie. All this too. Apparently, I mean, Meryl um, didn't enjoy fuck all to with the him. critics. Also on the set of this I, movie, I do. I really yeah. Apparently, movie. like she said that he she seems to not have had a good time while filming this movie. It would seem like oh, she absolutely. didn't like the CGI. The she said great. that Robert Zemeckis himself great. wasn't like an actor. I mean, it's Robert Zemeckis. Director. So, but so in my now that I know now that I know who like he's one of those directors who I didn't know who they were until the podcast to be seen how I want to be seen. I don't want you guys beneath. You know, and as an I actor, you're probably going to want somebody before, to at least kind of so explain it a little bit more. And I was like, like you know, involves really your good. thought process. I didn't even realize that he had directed this, one of my favorite so he probably films of the last several years. Fuck and probably just like focuses um, he's on like, like a, he's already a big, has planned in his like mind. A, uh, very but large beyond that, she seems uh, to like it though. Still, very diverse. But yeah, she seemed to have a rough go while filming. She's scarred genre to like the feel. Um, I think um, you he know, did that, God, didn't he? Uh, filming process, but it turned out great, and it's yeah. And who uh, who framed Roger time. Rabbit? So like, he's got like a very interesting um, filmography. So. Oh yeah, it's so good. 
Oh, really? I didn't know that. It's so good. It's iconic. It's legendary. Again, I only watch it for the podcast to get ready, and now I've seen it God knows how many times. It's great. It's so funny. Um, and it's just phenomenal. And again, even Bruce Willis, again, threw me for a loop in this movie. I was not expecting to care for him at all. But he actually stole the scene in some instances with how over the top he was acting. So... Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, no. This is um. This is a. Amos uh, not that I know of thus far. This is one of those so films that will sure. be playing at. Gay but yeah, bars it's crazy what they did because he like went from the diehard movies like years, I'm this sure. movie. So I was a little taken aback. Honestly, by everybody's, I mean, like, I don't like the makeup department for this film, like, or the makeup team, like, did phenomenal because he looks old and like frumpy, and he looks so disheveled and like he's in Die Hard, looking like a full action star, like a couple years before this. So they did a great job of making him look old. Same as Meryl, like when she is like, I guess, going through it, obviously, and she looks old and whatnot. Like she. Yeah, Jimmy no, he did a great job. Like whenever I was, um, she was only like plotting out the, when she made this movie, planning out the, so the, uh, the makeup department did fantastic. In this um, movie and I bring up the like who acted in it. When I said his name insane, first, so. of course, you know he's not the main focus by any means. But um, I wanted to be able to use the the queer icons, uh, Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn, and I was like. It just doesn't make it doesn't work if I have him in front. And I was like, actually, I feel like or he not understand like, what it's trying to do. I don't think that we have. I don't think yes, we have right. a problem with Bruce Willis as a person or an actor. So, yeah. Yes, at least walking away with the acting, like at least acknowledge how good that was, because everybody's. Hmm. Hmm. I don't get that sense either, to be honest. So I don't under I don't understand that aspect of it. But I mean, again, like with Meryl's interview, maybe there was a disconnect between the actors and the director. Yeah, but I thought it was right. still phenomenal. No, it was. Uh, it was very very glaring issues. Um, that I, I just I, can I don't acknowledge. It I really least. don't understand even in I like. Granted, again, I was a baby in 92, but I just don't understand anybody could watch this film and not find positive things to say about it. I understand um, camp's not for everybody. Nothing camp's not for everybody. Really, I don't think so. Oh, um, I will say, though, did you hear that there was like a rumor that, started? Like, I think it was last year where they were going to remake this and movie. still be like, well, and, like, it hasn't, like, this come is a to really fruition cool at thing all, really. It, or but, like, the acting was, the acting was like, they, they did what they were supposed to do. Um, oh, that'd be cute. Yeah. If they brought them back. A lot of people, a lot of reviewers so felt that amazing. it was, um, what did they say? They said it was like, even if it's uh, just their heads, they felt like the director had in, uh, contempt for the actresses. Castle, even. I would die. And I was like, her. I don't, I don't get that. I don't really get that. Right. But. Since this came out. Right. No, same. 
So that, you're right. Um, it is. So that's <laughs> death becomes her. Did you have any final notes or anything that you wanted to share? Oh yes, it's been thirty years. I would not be mad if they remade this or did like right. a a soft sequel where it's like yes it'd be so funny even though they're technically gone if they got them back that would be sickening and explained away how they got back together or whatever they can look a little Um, like you said they can look poorly painted but i mean even with cgi today like they can even de-age them a little tiny bit so they can they could they could easily do uh, the years between too because it's 28 years i need some type of follow-up i don't care from the time that it could be over the top uh, and stupid and we're in love well, twenty yeah, they years. had a whole rumor going around that like Anne Hathaway, Kate Hudson, oh my God, you're right. Lady Gaga twenty eight years was even, since like, it came out, and I'm pretty sure it's cast, twenty eight years gonna, like, make her, since like, the Liesel character. Uh, I think it's twenty eight years yes. after. So they had like the whole um, fucking thing. He falls from the roof, middle of quarantine last year, and gets when away. They were, like, that they around. nothing's come that he from. Dies. Nothing's been. That would have been so cooking if they were to like. I need do like um because I mean not to say that either one of them look bad at all. That's not what I'm saying. Weren't they in? They have age, of course, and. Given weren't they in the a movie together where they, they were like bridesmaids? Like, they were to like do and they the were like time fighting in between, the entire like, movie? some of their misadventures um, together, trying to like just it's called keep Bride it together. Wars. That's what it's called, or whatever. And hiding Bride. that could be it so was. fun. Kate and they Hudson could, and they could have Hathaway. them painted kind of like cool. poorly the so whole they time. Have, like, I would a whole, love that. Like, I don't think people would. Cute. I haven't seen that movie in so long, so that was a fucking deep pull. Yeah, it's it's very funny. It's I mean it's two very yeah great at acting white women you know going through it so it's funny it's hilarious i think it's worth it <laughs> like three bucks probably to rent oh room. she would be such a good Liesel, yeah right yeah i think uh in hathaway and kate hudson would be very cute together on something like that so i love kate hudson no it's an enjoyable movie it's hilarious it's campy dark comedy is like my favorite or one of my favorite uh, kate hudson film, was so but i don't that think I in half in that one to my long i could be wrong i thought that was katherine so heigl thank you but... for introducing me to this movie work i didn't even realize bring it on please Yes. If it's within the year 1992 as well, or there's shovels in the movie, yeah. also, you know, bonus points. I've never but seen I'm it. I'm down for whatever. <laughs> Work. I'll have to check it out. I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. If not, it's probably for like $3.99 on Amazon. But, um, yeah. But um, but yeah. So the movie is streaming currently on HBO Max. Uh, the Blu-ray uh, is available online, oh, which yeah. you found. Um, if you want to watch the clearer, pretty version of the film, um, I don't have any other notes. Do you have anything else? Yes. Yes, a little bit more structural, I guess we can say. Yeah. Um, well, I'm happy to. I look forward to finding another movie that you've never seen before where I can say, oh my God, you've never seen it recovering. Ray spelled R A E. You have to watch it now. Two E's. And also, obviously, you can look into my podcast, slash her, which is 
all over everything. I'll just try it's to find. I'll Google, try to find Spotify, anything that can iTunes, be whatnot, loosely, loosely tied together. Her underscore pod but, um, on everything. But yeah, okay. And so this was a. Uh, yeah. This was Death Becomes Her. Um, overall, a, a very queer film. It's guest, played. So if you enjoy Sydney, uh, you enjoy it's Slasher. Played for for big laughs and drama, and um, I definitely consider this a must watch, both for Honestly, queer individuals thanks. and for people who just <laughs> enjoy um, high camp. I would compare this to. Um, I would definitely compare this to films like, uh, but I'm, uh, but I'm a cheerleader, and it's it's campiness, but a little bit more strung together properly. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, Adrian, where can people find you on uh, on the internets? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely one of my favorites uh, that I've actually listened to consistently and not fallen out of. So, congrats to you and Stormy both for keeping me keeping me around. You can find Really Queer at Really Queer on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find me Sydney Hampton at the Sydney Hampton on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you.